Welcome to Beggar's Bread, a podcast where we invite Christians and truth seekers to engage with thoughtful sources in an age of disinformation. Our name is inspired from the quote by D.T. Niles, evangelism is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Each week, we recommend a source for you, either a sermon, podcast, or video. This week, we bring you Yoda's origin story. And with that, this is Luke here in Wisconsin, and I am here and there with Nick from North Carolina. How's it going, Nick? Hello. It's going good. It's going good. Well, that's good. Uh, I guess instead of asking you the same question every week, I'll I'll try and share uh, something exciting. I I brought my car to the mechanic, and the check engine light is on. And that's actually the whole story. I was really hoping for more at that point. <laughs> I was like, nope. <laughs> okay, so I think he mentioned this earlier. Well, what did you have for lunch? What did I have for lunch? Uh, yeah. I ate, oh, so, oh, this is kind of fun. I did this whole 30. I'm not doing it right now. Um, I have since uh, completed said whole 30. It's like this, like, eat clean for 30 days movement slash diet thing. Um, and during that, my like favorite snack was eating sun butter with bananas, which before whole 30, I never even would have considered eating sun butter cause it just was kind of not tasty sounding. Uh, yeah. What's you... sun butter? <laughs> what is this? Is it like a natural um, peanut butter without any of the fun stuff in it? Yeah. Basically like instead of peanut butter, it's, I think it's like I don't even know. I think it's like sunflower seeds or something. I'm totally. I mean, that this. was a connotation that I had from it was sun, sunflower, butter. sun butter. Yeah. So why wouldn't that be more exciting? Like it's tiny little nuts. Uh, I would just say maybe try it sometime. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> you will understand. But okay. Despite all my grumbling about it, I actually do eat it now after whole 30. Like I, so today I ate a banana with sun butter as a snack um, is it healthier than the alternative peanut butter i'm assuming yeah i, I think uh you know i'm not that good at nutrition but uh <laughs> I you did a whole so. 30 you did a whole, a whole 30 yeah the whole 30. i think so for those 30 days <laughs> so well i mean at the time of this recording lent is happening or it's going to be happening as of oh this tomorrow is so yeah. whole 40 what, well, what how many days are, how many days are in lent <laughs> Yeah, by the time that this episode comes out, Lent will be pretty much over or close to over. Or maybe like, I don't know, it'll definitely be underway. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how our, our schedule has been playing out. I know hopefully <laughs> there's there'll be a bonus episode at some point around Easter. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> That's exciting. But I that honestly it. might come out before this episode airs. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway this week uh and maybe next week we'll we'll tell you about what happened with the check engine light pretty exciting uh cliffhanger there but uh, for (laughs) our source this week we are recommending a podcast called preach and specifically two episodes uh aptly named veggie tales part one and veggie tales part two and this is about Phil Vischer, and a little bit about Mike Naraki. Uh, if you are familiar with our podcast, Sources from the Past, we did recommend 
The Holy Post with Sky Jathani, Phil Vischer, and Christian Taylor. And we referred to them as the Evangelical Jedi Council because uh, we thought that was kind of fun. And so... And after they're kind of our favorites. To... Yeah, that's this is, this is true. We're kind of our favorites. Uh, it's they kind of inspired this. us a little bit. Yeah, just, just a dash. Although we don't have a third co-host. That's yet. true, we don't. <laughs> um oh that's exciting send in your application if you want to be our third co-host you get um, paid nothing but it's fun <laughs> yeah you don't get paid anything and you actually probably have to buy a microphone but other than that uh so <laughs> phil Vischer, uh you know out of admiration we referred i referred to him as yoda and uh this week we're recommending these two episodes where he basically is just getting interviewed and talking about veggie tales and actually, let me go ahead and pull in our co-listener here just to kind of give an overview of these episodes. This is Anna from Wisconsin. She says, this is a great interview to listen to, understand what, it's, what it looks like to follow God in modern day pursuits. When we read the Bible, we read it in past tense and take for granted knowing the ending. The story of VeggieTales is real time faith and an example of what it looks like to follow God's calling in action. As the podcast states, faith gets messy. As this story highlights, people get hurt and dreams are crushed. And yet, how many people grew their their trust in God because of the VeggieTales' dreams being brought to life? And she also says, this is a great listen to alongside Phil Vischer's autobiography I read a few years ago. If anyone is looking for ways to apply their faith in the midst of the highs and lows of pursuing God-sized dreams. Well, thank you for that, Anna. And she's referring to the book called Me, Myself, and Bob. Um, actually, also just read it recently, too. And it's kind of funny because Phil is uh, very sarcastic and very witty. And so I realized that he writes very similar to how he speaks. And uh, so you can kind of pick up on a lot of sarcasm if you're if you're used to that. Uh, but anyway, any any first impressions of this of these podcast episodes, Nick? Any anything that was unexpected? Hmm. I mean, it definitely wasn't something that I had known very explicitly prior to, at least as far as like the history of VeggieTales is concerned and like his life and his walk with that, right? And so it was kind of cool to just kind of get to know in more intimate detail kind of the ins and outs of how it came to be, their origin story of sorts, you know? Um, I know like when he was describing kind of the technological advancements of the time we're not ready for animated like computer animated kid shows with like people people and so he had to go with something that was as he described you know uh, naked limbless bald characters because they were working with like rough lines right and so i thought that was kind of funny that he was kind of forced into at least in this sphere vegetables because as they talk about later like i think his wife at the time was like you can't do a candy bar animation because then like the parents won't like that <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of funny. Yeah, it was just interesting because I never like really, as a kid growing up watching it, I didn't think of it as anything that strange. You know, like I don't know. It was just like, oh, this is a show. This is great. It's amazing. Like they're you know anthropomorphic. I don't know if you could use that word on vegetables, but vegetables. Talking vegetables, right? <laughs> right. And there's well, nothing I mean... bizarre about that to me now. But then I talk to kids now. They're like, that's weird. They have high pitchy voices and her singing sucks i'm like well you're awful oh wow <laughs> shade throat at kids 
Um, this is what you get for volunteering with Kit. Yeah, it's it's rough. They don't like it anymore. <laughs> they uh, might now. I don't know. The kids I worked with were not fans, and I tried to force it upon them, and obviously that went well. Yeah, interesting. Um, no, I've never had that reaction. Um, I feel like... Neither had I. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting just thinking about how... Okay, this is... You know, I'm just going to throw it out there again. Again, Phil Vischer as the Yoda. Like... Because, you know, Yoda's got all this technical knowledge in Star Wars. Like, obviously, he's like this Force user. And he's just like, oh, look at this ship that's stuck in a swamp. I'm going to lift this out of the swamp. And if you're like, I don't know what you're talking about, then I I do not mean to throw shade at you as a listener. But it, it has, Star Wars has been out for a while. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, uh, at least 40 years. <laughs> but also... Yoda is such a goofball. Like when he when Luke Skywalker comes to Dagobah, Yoda doesn't even tell him who he is. And he's just like messing around with R two D two, or like basically fighting over a flashlight. And you're like, dude, what? Who is this? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it's just silly. But um, I I don't know. I I find myself, and I think many others are are drawn to. Phil Vischer's uh, sincerity and just being who he is and being very funny and silly, but also kind of marveling at, at what he created. Uh, but anyway, I, I also, I think one of the, like, just to be very, very frank with our listeners is one of the things I really appreciate about this uh, testimony, really, because he's, he's just going over, a lot of his life he's just talking about how faith is messy but yet he still believes in in god in the christian god um i i think we do a disservice if we try to talk to our neighbors about jesus as if it's just easy or clear or simple <laughs> and I don't think Phil Vision does that in this in this story whatsoever. Um, I I think he's just very honest. Um, I I don't know. I I know in in my own life, my faith has become most real through some very difficult struggles, and uh, even even when I'm talking with my friends who they may have grown up in Christianity, like in the church, um, or perhaps they were good friends with people in the church or their parents went to church and they've since decided to leave the faith. Um, although that makes me very sad and, you know, I will try to persuade them of what I think is true. Uh, there is a sense in which I look at their stories and when I'm listening to what they've experienced, I can understand the difficulty that they've gone through. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like the sense of identity, like your faith is very close to who you are. Yeah. And I think that makes sense in that I've experienced similar um, accounts in which people have been either, uh, I mean, even like they've left the church for either their own reasons or, and I know like some churches I've attended, they've talked about church hurt in the past um they've been in some way shape or form 
invalidated by the church, whether it was like on previous episodes that we've talked about due to her mental health or like other circumstances. Um, it is, it makes it difficult when like as people within a you know very flawed body, um, our representation isn't all of like being Christians isn't always perfect, obviously. And so when people see that they can become very easily disillusioned yeah, I I do think that's true, of course. But I even think also, um, I guess what I'm talking about, especially with this story, and I mean, we could talk about whatever because it's a podcast. And you just be like, oh, we'll talk about whatever. Um, talk about what we want. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> I do. Uh, I think I sympathize with, this isn't at least a lot of this story how it occurs to me i know in his book phil kind of gets into a lot of details about um some business decisions that weren't very wise and um just kind of a confluence of events that kind of brought big ideas down um even to the degree that there was a court case that was brought against them that um later was overturned but it was too late because the the company went went under um like it got it got sold um but there's there's a sense in which not even so much like oh I, I got hurt by another church member which is you know very legitimate um experience to have to endure and have to process um but also just the sense of wrestling with god himself the sense of hey um why didn't you save big ideas when this court case was being brought against it um you know like there's there's this really symbolic moment where uh phil is talking about well try not to spoil too much but where there was this intervention where it was just very unexpected he was kind of on his on his last couple dollars like had no money left and then it some money was provided uh, in just a very unexpected way, still like to this day, doesn't know who provided. And then later was looking at that experience, expecting, hey, God's going to provide for us. Um, and it was an inspiring story. And yet God didn't provide in that same way. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, I know that sometimes that sense of wrestling with God himself of like, this doesn't make sense to me. Um, I think there's just a certain amount of, um, I don't know. I, I think there's just a vulnerability and an authenticity that our, our world is starving for. Um, and I don't know, maybe I've just been influenced in a weird way. Like I remember in high school, we read like these existentialist books that later I was like, that was some intense stuff. Like it's for like high school literature class. We read Metamorphosis by, oh man, what's the name? I think Franz Kafka. I don't know. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. It's like a really dark book. <laughs> like, don't even read The Hunger Artist then. I don't even know what that is. It sounds intense. <laughs> it's another one by Kafka that I think does describe it describes the profession of like the artist you know and giving his all to his art even when other people don't appreciate it in the same way so it's also kind of like depressing as heck (laughs) okay yeah i believe you i 
I totally believe you from what I got the taste of it. But I don't know. Sometimes I'm thinking like, I just remember over and over in senior year literature class, maybe it was junior year. I don't even remember of high school, just like going over all these existentialist writings. And I think for, you know, many of our, our young, our young minds, we were like, yeah, living in good faith, living in authenticity. There's so much of that that is so real and, and good. And then some of it is like this inward abyss. I know one author talks about how like, oh, how did he say? It? He's like, have you ever been lost in um, like an abyss of self-reflection? And basically talking about how if you are trying to reflect on yourself but there's no God, basically you'll just, you'll just be lost, um, forever. Um, there's just nothing to orient yourself to, or you'll, you'll kind of make up a fake kind of narrative or fake kind of, um, meaning making focal point, if you will. Uh, whereas like with God, there is a sense of like, oh, you have been created. Um, but I don't know. We're just, now we're just going into some weird directions, but (laughs) But I mean, it kind of, it ties in actually, I think with the last episode that we had in which we talked about how faith is messy, right? Like, cause I mean, that film itself, Corpus Christi was very, very messy and it really depicted that, that well. And so when we look at how like, you know, Phil Vischer in this instance, obviously completely different scenarios, right? But still somebody wrestling with like coming to terms with what he had planned in mind and like his vision and his like monopoly on his life and his goals thinking it was just like this is how his ministry was going to be um brought about and then things get upended in a way that he doesn't expect and then he loses that control there yes that's true he definitely definitely does lose that control it reminds me of the line it almost echoes in my mind as i think about because i've listened to this podcast these two parts probably i don't know maybe four or five times just i just i love hearing him talk about his story (laughs) and also Mm -hmm. i share with people and i don't know if you do this but whenever i share something with somebody i like re-listen to it i'm like oh what am i sharing with them i don't even remember like i've listened to this thing so many times and yeah exactly yeah you gotta be conscious it's like (laughs) wait hold up wait what am i saying how are also how are they gonna perceive of what i'm sharing with them too right Right. yeah literally knowing that person exactly that i think that's actually probably it but anyway i've listened to this so many times and i just think of kind of you know in one of the more rough parts of his story after big idea has really been sold and how bob the tomato is now being you know used bob and larry by a different company that's not propagating christian christianity and uh just how he kind of comes to this realization of like it's not my tomato like it's god's tomato um that was very beautiful that kind of letting go of this control yeah but, and realizing that it's still a gift in the sense that it sustains him to do other creative things as well which i thought was very interesting to like that reframing approach of seeing it in a light that says it's not actually a loss i can still like i'm still getting blessed by this in order to do such like you know companies as what was his new one jellyfish productions or something like that yeah which apparently has like a meaning as well <laughs> yeah they can't locomote so the sense of uh jellyfish are really at the mercy of the current that guides them to where they need to go uh kind of this image of he is not the kind of 
captain of his own fate, but rather God is directing him. So with that, uh, this week, again, we are recommending VeggieTales Part 1 and VeggieTales Part 2 on the podcast Preach. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us this week. Next week, we're going to be recommending a book for the first time in our regular season. I know we got one in our you know in our interviews we got one in our bonus episodes but next week it's going to be the first book in our actual regular series and this episode is called people as lemons see you next week